Today's New Testament reading is the second epistle to the Corinthians, the eighth chapter. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urged Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. And in this matter I give my judgment. This benefits you, who a year ago started not only to do this work, but also to desire to do it. So finish doing it as well, so that your readiness in desiring it may be matched by your completing it out of what you have done. For if the readiness is there, It is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but that as a matter of fairness, your abundance at the present time should supply their need, so that their abundance may supply your need, that there may be fairness. As it is written, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. But thanks be to God, who put into the heart of Titus the same earnest care I have for you. For he not only accepted our appeal, but being himself very earnest, he is going to you of his own accord. With him we are sending the brother who is famous among all the churches for his preaching of the gospel. And not only that, but he has been appointed by the churches to travel with us as we carry out this act of grace that is being ministered by us, for the glory of the Lord himself and to show our good will. We take this course so that no one should blame us about this generous gift that is being administered by us. For we aim at what is honorable, not only in the Lord's sight, but also in the sight of man. And with them we are sending our brother whom we have often tested and found earnest in many matters, but who is now more earnest than ever because of his great confidence in you. As for Titus, he is my partner and fellow worker for your benefit. And as for our brothers, they are messengers of the churches, the glory of Christ. So give proof before the churches of your love and of our boasting about you, To these men. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Greg Truey. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A widow places two copper coins in the offering box and is praised by our Lord Jesus because she put in all she had. Those two coins, though they added up to a small amount of money to purchase goods at the market, were far more in the eyes of God than the many coins which the rich put into the offering box. And so we learn from Jesus that the gift made as a thankful response to the Lord is always received by the Lord as a gift that is generous. And boy, do we have plenty for which to be thankful. We are those who know our sin and how deep it entangles our hearts within. We know that we can do nothing apart from Christ, that we are conceived in sin and brought forth in iniquity. We do not deceive ourselves and claim to be without sin, but on the contrary, because the law of God has shown us to fall short of the glory of God in what we think and what we desire, what we say and do, we confess what the scripture reveals about us. We confess that we are sinful and that we deserve God's present and eternal condemnation. But wonder of wonders, he who knew no sin, Jesus the Christ, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was therefore holy and righteous with a heart that produced only desires that were pleasing in his Father's sight, he became sin in our place so that we might become the righteousness of God. In Christ, who took our place under the law and took the full wrath of God upon himself, God was reconciling the world to himself. Sinners like you and me are therefore declared to be saints, that is holy and set apart from a lost and condemned world, innocent with respect to the law and forgiven of all sins, for the sake of Jesus Christ. He was crucified for our transgressions and was raised for our justification. Though we are guilty according to the law of God and we confess it to be true, and though our sinful flesh continues to delight in sin and the nature of our heart's desires continues to be evil, in wonder of wonders we are declared to be innocent, forgiven and free, and all for the sake of Christ. Like I said, we have plenty for which to be thankful. And so did the Christians in Corinth to whom St. Paul the Apostle writes in today's text. Like us, they too were sinful, yet declared to be forgiven and freed in Christ, for Christ had died for them as well. They had plenty for which to be thankful, for they were died for by Jesus. They knew the grace of Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for their sake, he became poor, so that they themselves would become rich, that is, so that they would have every spiritual blessing in the heavens. And knowing this undeserved grace of which they had been made recipients, and for which they no doubt would have been thankful, would have been given thankful hearts by God the Holy Spirit, St. Paul encourages them to give generously according to their measure so that the work of ministry and the church's acts of mercy might continue in abundance. He even provides an example of this sort of generous giving. He expects to be produced from faith. The churches of Macedonia, he writes, in a severe test of affliction and extreme poverty, overflowed in joyful generosity to give according to their means, and even beyond their means, so that they would be privileged to take part in providing relief for their fellow saints, their brothers and sisters in Christ. So generous was their giving that Titus was able to complete the work he had begun among them, and all of it the support of the ministry and mercy of the church, and the generous gifts of money that were given by those who gave according to their ability, was given with thanksgiving in their hearts 
for the grace that had been given them in Christ Jesus. Generosity was a thankful response to the gospel. And so it will be for us as well. It is not to our credit when all around us, even in a time of economic uncertainty, stadiums not even 20 years old are torn down and new ones are built in their places, while the churches in which the gospel is proclaimed and the sacraments are administered struggle to pay the bills and support their own pastor. It is not to our credit that among those who confess the free grace of God in Christ Jesus is often found a thankless heart, which keeps for itself and fails to support the ministry and mercy work of the church while at the same time confessing to have fear, love, and trusting God above all things. It is not to our credit that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed when it comes to our generous and joyful support of the church's ministry. But in wonder of wonders, the Lord who sent his son Jesus to give his life as a ransom for many sends the word of this Jesus even to us once again so that we who have had this word of God reveal our own lack of generosity might once again be made thankful that we continue to be forgiven for the sake of Christ alone. For in our thankfulness, you see, the Lord will also produce a joyful heart of generosity and the ministry and mercy of the church will have its support as people like you and me are moved to give as we are able, as a thankful response to what Christ has done for us. In the name of Jesus, amen.